Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John, back with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing tonight? Feels like it's been a minute. It has. For sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. It's been uh, crazy in the world of banking for the last week or so, so I'm catching up. But life's is, that, is that because of, of tax time? Uh, well, maybe. I Partially. It's mostly due to the failed banks out on the West Coast. Oh, yeah, making, that's a thing. Making life hard for the rest of us, but it's Ooh, all good. Yeah. So, not to mention crappy economy and inflation and... Uh, you know, rising interest rates and you name it. Just throw it all out there. It's all. Oh, just just right that stuff. That's yeah. all. Got it. No problem. You know. yeah. <laughs> you're you're basically a millionaire. You raise chickens. So with all those eggs. That's right. That's right. Come at me, bro. I'm going to hugging eggs on the black market. You should you should go sell them on the side of the street. You could quit your actual job and just sell eggs. I would love that. Find me on the corner. <laughs> slinging yolks. Slinging yolks, yo. Slanging yolks. That would be awesome. Well, I'm excited about our show tonight because uh, I love talking about affiliates and uh, we have Austin from CrossFit. Austin, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm living the dream, man. It's good to see you. When good. did I see you last? I guess it was Wadapalooza, right? Yeah, I think Wadapalooza. Yeah. So, which, you know, seems like yesterday, but also a year ago, right? In the same vein. Yeah. So well, that's what I was thinking. It it feels like it was forever ago. So I was like, I've been looking forward to the show for a long time. I'm like, man... <laughs> And is it coming up? And uh, but it does feel like Waterpalooza was like two weeks ago. It's crazy. Right. Maybe it is the true adult thing where like if you really want something to happen, you just have to put it in the calendar. And even if it's like four months down the line, isn't that wild? Do you guys do that? Like, I swear my best friend and I see each other once a quarter and we like we just throw it in the calendar. Like, we'll hang out and we'll be like, when's the next time we're doing this? Um, free in about three months, you and she's like, yup. And we put it in. And that is the only way that it happens. It's so dumb. Yeah, because the closer it gets, then you're just and you would push it out because you're too busy, you're tired, whatever it might be. Mm. But if it's there, you know, you've, you've made that commitment. So the calendar has become a yes. Live and die by the by the calendar. So live and die. I found this thing that is, it's like a big digital version of. It's kind of like a giant iPad and you like put it up on the wall of your house. It's like framed with a wooden frame and it kind of looks nice. But it syncs with your Google Calendar. And I'm dying to buy one because I'm like, I just want that mm. up in the kitchen so Matt can stop asking me what we're doing this weekend. Can you send that to me? Send me the yeah. link because I could really use that. I have, uh, I've talked about this on the page all the time. I'm talking about it. I don't hear much and we will, we'll do a show eventually, but I have crazy ADHD. And what mm. comes with that is a terrible short-term memory. And so my whole life goes into that Google calendar, like yep. everything. It's the, it's the only way I can get things done. Otherwise, I just straight up forget you know, yeah, it's not out of a sense of rudeness. It's like I'll plan something with the best of intentions, and you know, my mind just goes to a hundred different places. Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad you guys um, like really thought ahead when you saw each other yeah. <laughs> in January <laughs> to be like, let's do this in April. Well, we we ran into each other at the at the affiliate tent uh, there at Wadapalooza, and yep. you know, now that I'm you know, part owner of an affiliate, I'm far more interested in what's actually going on <laughs> behind the scenes and support and all that stuff. And Austin and I got to chat and I'm like, man, I, I can't be the only one that thinks about these things out here. I think others, you know, have the same questions and are, are curious about the stuff that's coming up because there's so much stuff going on in the space. You know, what typically gets the lion's share of attention is the games, which, you know, I understand right. that people like to watch the spectacle. Um, but I'm the weirdo that's like kind of interested to see what's what's coming down the pipe for the everyday Joe like me, you know? So I thought it'd be fun. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm in, I, I guess I'm, I'm the weirdo too. Cause that, that's where I, why I over index as well. So I, I, I get that and I live that every day. So I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. How are you, how are you liking the new role? Yeah. Wait, can you just back up before you even answer that? Can you explain what your role is right now? Cause I, I understand that it's like moved a couple times. And so what is your role with CrossFit these days? Yes. Yeah, so so right now I oversee the um, the global affiliate vertical. So all of the thirteen thousand affiliates around the world, and the you know everything that goes into that world, I oversee. So it's uh, which is which is awesome. And you know we you know we obviously here in the states we have a we have a large affiliate community, but globally we're you know in one hundred fifty six countries, um, and you know and growing quickly. So we have a a whole international team and international field team. We have a domestic field team. We have a lot of other support that helps the whole affiliate ecosystem, you know, move forward. So it's, uh, 
it sounds, you know, robust, but, you know, I, I often think through, you know, how do you equate that at the affiliate level? It's well, think about, you know, you have members, right? That's, those are our affiliates, right? So like, you know, when you're an affiliate owner, you have your 150, 200 members and, and there's a lot of things that go into, you know, actually running the CrossFit gym there. Yes, there's the classes, but there's all the other things. Um, and, you know, the bigger you get, the more the operations have to, to be able to handle that. So if you have 300 members, things change. Um, and, and that's where it's a very similar, you know, business with our affiliates where we just, we just have a lot of them and they're all over. No pressure. Just 13,000 affiliates worldwide <laughs> that you manage. No big deal. Got it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, and, and, and I, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, it's because of the affiliate model that's, it's, it sounds a lot, but, you know, by design, it's, it is, it is as, as hands off as you could get by design, right. As you know, and, you know, for, for the affiliate owners, you know, it's, Certainly for those that have been around a long time, that's that was always the deal, right? Hey, this is I'm an affiliate owner, let me run my business, let me do yeah. my thing. Um, and you know, as we progressed, our goal is to be given the opportunity for support, but also be respectful of you know the ability and willingness and wantingness to just say, Hey, I'm across with Jim, let me do my thing. And so that's that, that there's a beauty and a bane with that because we you know, we definitely want to help as much as we can, but we also don't want to overstep. Um and business is a lot different now than it was, gosh, you know, a couple of years ago, but 10 years ago, certainly mm-hmm. in the, in the fitness space and, uh, and running a small business, not even just a, a CrossFit, you know, affiliate has become more challenging. So, um, I think th- those, those details are definitely not lost on us. Yeah. That's complicated. I always find it interesting when I hear people talk about support coming from HQ, the, you know, the, the question I read online is, well, what do I get for my three grand or what do I get for my affiliate fee? And I, I always kind of internally think, you know, like the beauty of the CrossFit model forever has been independent ownership. My opinion is that, you know, for this three grand, you go run the business way you want to run it, run it to the ground if you want to, or run it brilliantly, which is what a lot of people do. Um, and the trade-off of that to your point is I hate to call it a hands-off approach, but it's freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the trade-off. You get a lot of freedom. And so I guess I'd, I'm curious as you know, just the insight to what you guys focus on, like how much do you try, how much do you balance that? Or, or do you try to, you guys have like a percentage you look for of here's so much we want to be involved here, much we don't, or are we still kind of winging it a little bit? No, yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, I think in, the, the, what do I get to be an affiliate? I think, I think it's, it's easy for us to forget that I've been in the space for a long time, the, the value of CrossFit as a brand, a global brand, um, you know, and, you know, I've been doing CrossFit, gosh, I'm about as one dimensional as it gets for over 12 years. And, you know, it's, it, but it's easy to forget that, you know, functional fitness or, you know, those things pale into comparison of CrossFit and specifically when it comes to people looking for that. Now there's, you know, there's always positive and negative, right. With brand sentiment of, you know, when you look up CrossFit, it's, you know, there's always, you know, is it dangerous or the CrossFit games and that stuff. But, you know, you have that with any type of, of, of fitness program really. Um, but then from there, you know, to, to your, to your question specifically is, you know, in the beginning, I, when I first came on board, we really wanted to assess, well, what do we give affiliates now, right? What, like, what, you know, what, what, what are the tools? And, you know, there wasn't much, right. It was, it was really very transactional. We wanted to shift that to, uh, you know, well, what were the things that we as owners and, and by we myself, and, and we also brought in a whole bunch of other affiliate owners to ask them that question is what, what would you have liked to have as a, as a gym owner throughout your, your, your owning career. And a lot of it came down to just, a bunch of, of, of mistakes that were made and it would have been easily avoided if someone told you, or if you read something, that type of stuff. So that's where the, we originally wrote the playbook, gosh, almost three years ago now with that in mind of, you know, a lot of some of the, the, the longest tenured and very successful affiliates coming together and saying, these are the things that, you know, I wish I had. And then as we've kind of progressed to where we are today, we've tried to be driven from what our community has asked for and also what the data says. So what the community has asked for, and we hear this a lot is, you know, what do I get for my affiliation? And you know, a lot of that is we're a small business, you know, and, and it's hard to run a business. We don't have buying power. We don't have leverage as other bigger businesses do, you know, as more of the franchises have popped up, we see, you know, 
they're able to to leverage larger you know entities of within you know within the parent company to market and things like that so how can we as a larger brand support our affiliates and that that tries you know without stifling that independent ownership which is that's a hard balance right there's certain things we just can't do um because of that because you know we can't say hey we're gonna have five thousand people buy this so give us the lowest price because we can't guarantee that we can't tell you at your gym to really do anything (laughs) other than you know do crossfit and do it well and you know keep people safe and you know that's really when you look at the license agreement that's that's the premise and that's what's most important to us um so things like the apn and and other tools that were come out from really brought about from what the community asked for um and as we progress deeper down and what we're really focusing on now is, is, you know, basic, you know, how do we help our affiliates become more profitable and have, and run a better business um, where we have a lot of, a lot of affiliates that we work with, that we talk to, you know, we have our field rep team that we built, you know, a lot of it comes down to is, Hey, we're, our business is struggling for whatever reason, and they're looking for help and support. And we have a lot of people in the ecosystem that help gyms, whether they're mentors, whether there are tools or programs to help to, to, to make running the business a little easier because most affiliate owners and myself included, and, you know, we started out as coaches. We didn't, we, we didn't open a CrossFit gym because we were like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is going to make me millions of dollars. And this, you know, I'm a business person and CrossFit's just a, you know, an opportunity. No, it's the other way around where we started as, you know, we want to help people, CrossFit works. We want to share that with others. And, and it's a passion. So there's a beauty to that. And, and that's why our community is so strong. And that's why it's so infectious, you know, but along the way, really looking for help from a business perspective. I was fortunate. I had, I had a business partner and people around me that had deep business knowledge that I was able to beg, borrow and steal from. And, and, and it permeated to run a healthy business. But, um, you know, those are things that we're really looking at to because that, that's, you know, when we think about a symbiotic relationship, we do better at CrossFit HQ if our affiliates do better. It's that simple. So it, it, it's important for us to make sure that we're giving them at least the tools and resources to run a healthy business. And there's a lot of facets to that, um, you know, quality of coaching, the programming, but there's also, you have to be able to run a good business so you can deliver classes so people can come to your gym. So it's, it's not a, if one is better than the other, it's, it's, they have to be happening in a parallel path. Do, do you worry about the quality control that comes with that? Like this kind of, you know, it's, I hate to keep calling it hands-off approach, but mm. when you allow this much freedom, there's certainly a quality control issue that can come up. You know, like I look at some of the great franchises that are out there, whether it's Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, whoever, and, you know, those are obviously food uh, companies, but, yeah. but, you know, they have very strict quality controls, both on product, cleanliness, that sort of thing. And, you know, I go in some CrossFit gyms, like I'll give you an example. Um, I used to train at, uh, CrossFit mentality up in Menor, which is Scott Panchek's gym. You could literally eat off the floors in his gym. That dude is so anal retentive about the cleanliness and the equipment in his gym. It's a, it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. And then I've been in other gyms that will remain unnamed. that are just, you know, there's a inch of chalk as far as the eye can see, you know, does yeah. that, does that concern you guys? Do you ever talk about it, think about it, or is it, or is it still, you know, the fittest will survive? Um, absolutely. We talk about it. And, and, and so, and what I mean by that is, and that's why, you know, the, the there's this, be- there's a beauty and, and a beauty to this notion that the cream will rise to the top, the fittest will survive. And, and, and again, that has created a, the community where we are today. I think on the other side of that, what we really want to be able to achieve, and we're not there yet, but we're, we're really looking at how we can, it's, it's less of, you know, it's, it's less of the, the punitive or, you know, identify the gyms that aren't doing well. It's more, what are the gyms that are, you know, who and what are they doing really well? The ones that are real, to your point, you know, the mentalities of the world, the ones where they're, they're, they're operationally strong, their coaches have a high credential, their classes are very high quality. So, and we want to reward that. And that's important, right? We're rewarding that and, and, and pointing to, hey, here are the red threads of, of our affiliates and gyms that are, are, are really successful. And cause I can tell you as in my time on the road, doing seminars, doing coaching development programs, 
the best affiliates, no matter where they are in the world. Now, they, they all look and feel a little different, but there are commonalities, right? And, and those are the things that really do matter, right? One, you know, one of which is, is, is simple, but I think it's easily forgotten is this, this consistent pursuit of excellence translated through higher education, trying to deliver a better product. This, this sort of the, the always learning mindset. And, you know, and, and, and Greg said this, you know, early on, it's like, you know, whether, you know, I can judge a CrossFit affiliate by the, how well your athletes are air squatting and by how clean your bathrooms are. That's an oversimplification of you're operationally sound and you're also technically profound in how you're delivering the methodology of CrossFit. So when we look at that, we want how we do that is really important. And as an operation gets bigger, it's harder to do that, right? It's harder to, to think about how to run a successful operational side of a business as well as deliver a high quality product. Um, you know, I, again, we can walk into beautiful facilities that, and you know, that aren't CrossFit, but you know, they may be other franchises, whatever it might be, but the, you know, it's a workout, but there's, it's not CrossFit. There's some, you know, but you marry those together, it's really special. So what we, what we are challenged with are thinking about how we really elevate those that are doing, doing what we want to see. What we want is gyms that really care about the quality of the product they're delivering on the floor. And, that, and, and, I, and I'm a believer that we are better off. And I, and I was speaking at an affiliate summit a couple of weeks ago. And you know, the question always comes up about the gym down the road. You know, they're not good. Right. They give CrossFit a bad name. They give they give us a bad name. You know, what 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 should we do about it? And yes, we have a responsibility to help and, and you know give tools and resources, but our affiliates also have a responsibility to help them. If you go if you can help that gym be better, it helps you, it helps CrossFit. Because if we think about if that gym down the road that has CrossFit on the front of their door that that you may think has areas of improvement and you make them a stronger, better CrossFit affiliate, that will help your brand. That will help CrossFit for everyone. I mean, I, in, my, in my own t- town, down the road, there's two CrossFit gyms on the same road, one mile apart. Both are successful. And the more successful one is, the more successful the other will be because it elevates the brand. If, if one, it, it, this sort of abundance mindset as opposed to scarcity mindset, and I think we got into a scarcity mindset as a community, you know, through COVID and on the other side, because we, we kind of, we pulled back into our four walls and we, and it, we were in survival mode. Um, it was hard business. I mean, running a gym was one of the hardest industries to keep alive. And I, I had three gyms at the time. I had to shut down one. I understand it. It's, it was, it was tough. So I think we have, we have some of that healing to also, you know, kind of deal with after a lot of that, which put, took a toll on our community. Oh, we lost you, Nikki. Sorry, I hit mute by accident. My bad. (laughs) It's a super interesting take on it and probably a tough sell to try to convince affiliate owners that, you know, raising the tide, rising, the rising tide lifts all, you know what I'm saying, versus Mm -hmm. that gym one mile from me is going to take my people. It's going to take potential customers away from me. And I feel like small business owners especially are really sensitive to you know, the boots on the ground, the people that walk in the door, the business that I could have. Mm. And I, I, I fully understand and agree with what you're saying for the brand, but I bet it's tough to really convey that sentiment to folks who's like literally their dinner depends on how many people walk through the door today. Well, and I think that you bring up a really good point of something that, that is, you know, is how many people walk through the doors. And I think this is something that, you know, we look at a, a, one of our main uh, goals for, as a brand and, and one of our main goals for our affiliates is how do we drive more awareness of CrossFit to the, to the broader ecosystem? Yeah. And how do we drive more people into all of our CrossFit affiliates? That's one of our responsibilities at CrossFit is where we should be really not only be able to, but also make clear that, we're, we're driving more members into your gym. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's our responsibility and we need, and, and that's something we need to do. And we'll, we're spending a lot of time and cycles on uh, from people that come to CrossFit.com and then bringing them to the affiliate map and then eventually to the affiliate. Um, and we're doing new things, which is really exciting. Um, like, you know, 
nerdy stuff, but, you know, making sure that when people search CrossFit, CrossFit.com is actually at the top. Oh, Google keywords and AdWords, SEO, (laughs) SEM. I'm speaking my language, man. Yes, exactly. And, you know, and as you know, people can bid on those things. That's That's not CrossFit. So, you know, like, so, no, we were at the bottom of the list, you know, say six months ago. And now we're, you know, we've, you know, increased that traffic by like, like gosh, like 40% in, in like good. three months and really good stuff. And and we drive to two pages, either, you know, what is CrossFit or go find an affiliate. And we're able to start to track that stuff. And so we're, we're building that muscle, which is again, a little in the weeds, but I think it's important because the next step is, as we're, you know, working on retooling our affiliate map. So we can have a better place to showcase our affiliates. So when someone get comes there, they can actually then reach out to you really easily and, and you can get someone and, and we can start to track that and, and identify what works and what doesn't work, what gets more people to that, to that page and to our gyms. So that's one side that muscle we need to build. So our, our affiliates feel that there's, there's an abundance of traffic because that is important to your point. I mean, the business model of a, of a CrossFit affiliates relatively simple members, And there's two sides to that coin is new members and retention. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then I think to that point of the, 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 the worries of, of members and volume, I think a lot of this comes down to is, and this is why, you know, I've been spending a lot of time talking to the mentors in the CrossFit space that help these businesses. And a lot of it is you don't need a lot of members. You need, you know, you can't have, you know, most gyms can't really handle more than 150 or 200 members, like from a volume perspective. So making sure that your business and your business model is set up so we can handle that appropriately and, and that you have 150 members that are, you know, paying the right price, that are paying for the value that you're delivering, which is really hard. I struggle with this a lot uh, when I, at my gyms of, you know, you had your founders, right? You, you know, we, you had all these things because you care about people so much yeah. that you sometimes lose sight that you're running that business. And, and a lot of that, you need some help. And that's where a lot of you know coaches and mentors come in to yeah. identify areas of improvement. And so, um, and yeah, and we have some gyms that are able, you know, the big gyms that have four or 500 members, but I think the average affiliates have about 150 members, um, which is about right. When I look at the spaces I had, um, and it also allows you to have less of a footprint, you know, the, the more real estate you have, you know, that makes running the business a little more challenging. So I think having these conversations that, that we're having now, we never had years ago, right? right. I mean, you, you guys, you, you guys know that like, we never talked about the business of, of running an affiliate. We talked a lot about other things. And um, so it's refreshing that we can speak about this. We can talk about it with our affiliates it's uncomfortable you know, business and it's sometimes a challenge, but I think it's the fact that our community is asking for the help that we're working and leaning in on it. It's exciting. Um, it, we have to deliver results. We can't just talk about it, but um, it's definitely um, it's refreshing, certainly from, you know, the, the selfish perspective of me being an affiliate for a long time. You know, you know I never even entertained these conversations with CrossFit ever, right? It wasn't, no. it wasn't, it wasn't even a thought process. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I've been coaching for 12 years now. Oh gee, just like you. Feel it. I feel it. And it's a it's right. a very different shift in overall mentality. It's also a different shift in what the affiliate owners have been asking for. There was a time where I don't I don't know if they wanted the support as much. Um there was also, you know, there were fewer affiliates. There was less of a brand. There was less of a whatever, but I I love the idea of listening to their requests and being there with the resources if wanted, if necessary, if whatever. And, you know, um, <laughs> pushing, pushing the, the phone calls and the round tables and, and everything onto them being like, Oh, you guys should really come, you know, and, and, and seeing who shows up because it's just, Sorry. it's definitely an evolution of where the brand and also the affiliates and the owners and the coaches, whatever, where everyone needs to be. Oh, What's it what? called? Oh, go ahead, John. Well, I was going to say there's less competition then too, though. That was part, you know, we had this explosion yes, that was part of it. in the early uh-huh. days. But what people often don't talk about is in the early days, what you didn't have was Orange Theory and, you know, all these you know, yep. booty boot camps on every corner. Right. And, but know, you always the- had less mills. And I used to coach yes. a class called Shabam, <laughs> which was literally yep. like a dance fitness class. To, true story. When I was first starting CrossFit, I was 
like coaching Shabam like three times a week. So Les Mills was always there. Just well, I just, up. you know, in those days, I think it was easier to get people to come in because there wasn't, um, you didn't have a lot of competition. And so you could go out and get a lot of people like me that wanted to work out, didn't really know where to start, didn't want to pay for a personal trainer, like mm-hmm. the idea of group classes. But now you've got, you know, half a dozen pretty big chains that do group classes. Yeah. You know, um, and yes. I think the biggest thing for you guys to battle, and I'm curious on your insight on this, is like you're talking about getting people in the door. You know, I, I talked to, you know, kind of met three different people last week outside of the space, that, but we're all in fitness. And the one thing they all said to me was, oh, I could never do that. I could never do what you do. It's too scary, too dangerous, too extreme. Like that was kind of really, yeah, still, it's absolutely still in the community. And I think that's maybe the, in my mind, that's the biggest obstacle to getting people to set foot in the space. Mm. You know, how do you, how do you beat down that mentality that we're still out here trying to make people puke every day, (laughs) you Mm. know? Yeah. It's, um, it, yeah, I, I think that assessment and that and that challenge, I, I agree with you on that. We hear that a lot. And, and, and you know, we've had the opportunity to, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of listening, a lot of people from outside and inside the space and our affiliate. I mean, whenever, when, you know, when we get in front of our affiliates, that's a, that is a, that question comes up verbatim of, you know, what are you doing to change the brand perception? The, you know, to that point of, you know, CrossFit's too hard. Um, it's dangerous. And, and again, it's in, and what permeates that? I think, and as we look back, one messaging is really important. So we think about what we message and how we message it. And if you take, you know, I point back to the open as, as if you look at a lot of the media that was pushed around that, that there was a concerted effort to tell stories of people that, at, that when we would outside of the world of CrossFit are relatable and really powerful stories. Yeah. Um, so some of the stories that we ran, um, some of the CrossFit Bison stories were really powerful uh, in, in week two. So, and, and that's something like we know the games is a platform, but we need to make sure that we utilize that platform to tell the stories of what's happening in our affiliates where, you know, yeah, seeing amazing athletes do amazing things. Got it. We, we, you know, I get it, but we have to be able to show the, what CrossFit does at our, at our community level. And, and so that's really where we're spending a lot of our time from, a media perspective is really yeah. highlighting that. And, but no doubt will always be a challenge. And, and this is where when we think about marketing, I, I would, I always, I always thought about marketing as it's education, right? That's really what it is. And, and you're educating on something. And, you know, we have a, a job of demystifying uh, a very mystifying industry, which is fitness, right? I mean, it is a challenging you know industry to navigate. And then you layer on, sort of the antithesis of what most people think they should be doing, you know, work hard, right. It's, it's challenging. Most people are looking for, how do I get results relatively quickly? Um, that's just the reality. The good thing is CrossFit works and we have that, 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 that caveat to lean on. And then really thinking about, we have 13,000 affiliates. Think of, we have all these members. We need to make sure that we highlight these stories. So little things that we're doing at the ground level, it's going to take time. We have a we we actually have like a, a PR uh, firm in the United States that what we do is we we in our all of our field staff and we send it to our affiliates. If you have a story that of someone at your gym doing something that's new, that we send actually we have a like an email address that you can send to this agency and then they work with local media to see if they're willing to highlight it. So it's about once a week where a local news station highlights something at that's happening at an affiliate. Well, These ironically, the local news team was at my affiliate tonight because that same media team reached out to us. That yeah. wasn't planned, by the awesome. way. But Heck yeah, well, good timing. That means we yeah. know at least we know it's working. I, you know, it's yeah. like you know, I say this, and you know, and it, and it's a big machine, but it's, and that's our biggest power, right? And I think that that's something that it's with with a community as large as we have, you know, being going moving in one direction, moving together. To your point of, we should be pushing each other to, you know being, have a better quality in all of our gyms, no matter, you know, whether you're the best in the world or it's your first, you know, first day with your doors open, that helps us. And then making sure that at that ground level, people are aware of it. I mean, that's the, that's how CrossFit worked. It, it went viral quickly, word of mouth. And, and it was right place, right time. In a lot of sense, we can still take advantage of that. I mean, there is no other fitness gym chain you name it that has as 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 vast of a network that we have 
So we can harness that for the good. No doubt that challenge is still there. And I spoke with an affiliate this week, you know, and you know, she was really asking how, how can she reach a group of people that are still afraid? Right. So, and so little thing, you know, to come in. So a lot, little things that we want to work on and and we have some of the tools like in a marketing toolkit of giving, you know, how to articulate what CrossFit is the magic of CrossFit, those things that uh, like Nicole Carroll, um, you know, led in the first, you know, the first couple of months of the year, that type of messaging was important. It speaks a maybe a little too much to the existing CrossFitter, but it is inspirational enough to raise an eyebrow that it's not, you're not upside down and you're not flipping around. You're, you know, something is actually changing, right? Like, you know, positive life change. And, and I think that's, so that's where we're seeing the direction of from a a communication and marketing perspective, but no doubt a challenge that we have because you walk into a gym and, you know, you're, you, you know, when you see someone doing a pull-up even, that's, that's, that's nerve wracking for someone that hasn't even seen a pull-up bar or, or let alone hung on a pull-up bar. And, and that's why virtuosity and coaching is really important and, and, you know, and communication and, and things that we teach at our level two and, and, you know, and things like that, where understanding how to communicate with athletes and because it's the, it's an athlete is when they walk in the door and not to go too far off subject, but I'll never forget uh, at Reebok Cross at one, we had, we had a gal walk in. And one of our trainers, you know, started ta- talking to her. And I, and I talked about this because she wasn't a member. She was just someone that walked in. And, and you know, in the, in the business world, that's a, a lead, right? If you want to be nerdy about it, right? And in our world, it's, you know, it's a human being, right? And they walk in and engage in a conversation. And I, and I overheard it. And, and afterwards, you know, I, you know, he filled me in on, on what the conversation was. And she said, hey, like, you know, basically said, I'm nervous, I'm petrified, you know, I'm, I'm out of shape. I don't feel like I even should be here. You know, and, you know, he took her to the side, walked around, spent probably half an hour with her, just talking to her and got to the end of it. And, she, and, and he said, and he said, well, what would you like to achieve if, if you were to join here? And she looked at the pull-up bar and she said, I would just like to hang from the pull-up bar. Like she goes, I don't like, she goes, I just feel like I could never do that. It gives me goosebumps just kind of reiterating that. Cause like, that was a legitimate, like she just said, like it was something she never thought she could do. It's like, well, great. Well, Let's work towards that. Let's we'll set a plan and we'll work on getting you to hang from the pull-up bar. There was no other conversation about anything else other than that. She came in and, and you know brought her through a couple you know one-on-ones to get her comfortable and to learn some of the movements about the community. And then she would she started taking class. And a, a month later, she hung from the pull-up bar for twenty seconds. Hmm. Came off the pull-up bar crying, right? And you know and and I and it was one of those moments that she was just saying, thank you. And, 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 and I highlight that because that's the role of the coach is to meet the athlete where they are, not where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And, and then from there, have, make sure they're a part of the community for this individual, just being in the gym around people and then matriculating into class was something that she never thought that she wanted to do or be because she was so nervous or and afraid and developing that confidence and then hanging from the pull-up bar achieved a goal. And you do that, now she's the she's going to go out there and, and talk to someone that would have never even thought a CrossFit gym existed. And if we continually do that, we can, you know, that's how we can make real change. And that's why, but we as coaches need to continually be better. And because it's a challenge, you have to be really confident in your abilities to be able to do that, to meet them where they are and to get them in a class and then, how do you assess everyone with that same ability? So it's a little tangent, but I, I do think that we can easily forget how important the role of the coach is uh, when it comes into, in, in, into running a gym and that we can never just rest on the fact that, well, CrossFit works. So just take class, you know, and like, no, I want, let, let me have a conversation with you. Where do you want to go? What, what, where do you want to be? Um, and because that also is what separates us from any other fitness program it's, it's not hard to, to make a hard workout. It's not hard to, you know, to do things that make you sweat, right? That's, that's easy, right? What separates CrossFit is the neurological adaptations, the, the, the adaptations that happen between the years, right? The, the, the learning of new skills, because these are things that, that will unlock new opportunities that you'd never imagine. 
And it also gives you opportunities to, to, to have wins, right? Getting stronger and getting faster, all that happens, losing body fat, gaining muscle, great. But doing something you've never done in your life before, certainly as we get old, into you know, older in our life, these are things that almost seem unattainable for most adults. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what's cool about CrossFit is you get someone upside down for the first time in their life. That's literally life-changing, right? Uh, you know, so those are just, I, I think those things are ha what we can forget because we get too enamored with, you know, the, you know, we kind of start to major in the minors as opposed, as opposed to pulling back. And, you know, I, that's the red thread I see at our best gyms. They do mm -hmm. that really well. Yeah. You, you know what else? Making friends. Like as you get older, I just feel like the opportunities yeah. to meet new people and make new friends, they just dwindle. And people get so much more awkward. My God. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I you know, like obviously. I'm always in my basement. So. <laughs> just yeah, just yeah, a mole man. Just like. Who's that's right. Yeah. Never coming up and <laughs> in, into the sunshine. No, but I'm that's serious. Right. Like, I, I have found that, you know, and obviously, like, I'm deeply embedded into my community. So, of course, like, my best friends come from the gym. But outside, once you're an adult and you have this sort of like monotonous life of like work, gym, home, who are your friends other than the people that you've already known for a while or the people you work with or the people who go to your gym? So it just it provides this sort of like adult opportunity to continuously meet new people and make new friends that I feel like a lot of a lot of other communities lack the I air quote communities, right? Like a lot of other anything yeah. as an adult, it's hard there, I will say the other the one other place I have found new friends is like just in parenting because the very first day that I dropped off my kid at daycare for a full day of daycare, I was losing my goddamn mind. I was just freaking out, just like dropped him off in tears, like walked back to my car, like heaving, like couldn't, I could not like deal with parting with my kid for several hours at once for the very first time. And some very sweet lady walked up to me in the parking lot and she was like, do you, um, do you want to maybe like go get a coffee? And I was like, okay. And now yeah. she's like one of my, one of my close friends, because in yeah. that moment she was like, Hey, do you want to be mom friends? And I was like, yeah, I do. And I can't even tell you the last time I had an adult opportunity to make a new friend like that. So I do think it provides that type of social so socialization that we're lacking a lot of times in our monotony of adulthood. Well, and what's interesting about that, Nikki yeah. is, you know, most CrossFitters, at least gyms I go into, we're all have very similar personalities. Like there's a certain mm. type, you know, sure. we're, we're all kind of alike. Yep. And I often say, you know, CrossFit's for anyone can do CrossFit, but it's not for everyone. Hmm. Like not mm -hmm. everyone has that personality type. So I think we tend to gravitate toward those people. And so for me, that's what I'm kind of most curious about here. Austin is like, how do we attract that person? Like most CrossFitters, again, in my opinion, are kind of a type personalities. They have a high threshold for pain. They take instruction. Well, mm -hmm. They're kind of like Marines, you know, for lack of a better term. I am none of those things. I'm the no, polar no, opposite though. of everything you just you, said. You I are though, Nikki. Terrible That's pain threshold. But <laughs> you're driven. Like, you know, there's a lot of qualities that come to CrossFitters. CrossFitters are driven. They're problem yeah. solvers. Like, those are the people you have to find. So I guess the question is, is like, are there hmm. specific partnerships we could be looking for with other companies yeah. that those same type of people gravitate toward? We should be targeting or should the affiliates be going out looking for these people? God, you know, it's, it's, and, and John, it's, it's a great, great question. And, and it's nice to know that like, when we, you know, it's funny, a couple of weeks ago, we had, we had a meeting with the, with a bunch of individuals and we, we talked about this exact topic of who are we speaking to? Who should we be speaking to? And what does that look like? And, and what you articulated is, is basically what we landed on is that, you know, there's a, a specific group of people and there's a lot of them, you know, from a population perspective that kind of fit the mold of, that would that would be interested in coming to a CrossFit gym. And there's, you know, it's, and, and to kind of Nikki's point, I think that there's, there's a wide range of it, whether it's, you know, previous athlete or someone that's driven or, you know, you know, disciplined, there's a whole group of that. And, you know, it's, it's not necessarily, it's not an age range. It's not a, it, it's not a, a demographic that you're, that, that is normally targeted when it comes to a market. It's a mindset to your point which does make it harder, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, it's much easier 
to get the data on a specific demographic of whatever type of, of human being and target the heck out of them, right? And get them to where you want to get to. That's not news to anyone, right? Oh, hey, we're looking for, you know, 18 to 25 that live in these areas, right? That, but for us, it's a mindset. So how do we do that? And, and again, you bring up a really good point of partnerships. And this is, and this is something I would say that we haven't done a great job historically of really identifying partners that, that we speak to um, and that's, that speak to a similar audience and that can amplify our message. Um, so, you know, there a good, you know, I won't get too much into it, but like we have in the past year turned down probably more partners than we would have, you know, that we maybe would have in the past because they definitely, they, they, they may not fit that mindset. Right now, it doesn't mean they're a bad brand. It just doesn't really fit, fit and elevate our overall brand where, yeah, money's great, but what's more important is if we're going to partner with someone, yes, they should have a good quality product service, whatever it might be, but also they should be helping us reach an audience that we might not be reaching ourselves and that our gyms might not be. So a lot of it also comes into, you know, reaching them. So, you know, I take, take noble for an example. I think that's, a you know, I know a lot of the crew at Noble, a lot of them used to work at Reebok for, you know, 10 years. So, with, you know, many of them were members of the gym and, and I, and I look at what they're doing and I think it's a really cool aspect because, you know, they're diversifying outside of CrossFit, which is good for us because they're going to speak to different people. And then, but, but also, you know, they will be talking about CrossFit. Um, and that's really good. Um, you know, they're obviously a, a new England company, but, you know, Mac Jones is on a billboard doing some, you know, with the barbell on 93. And, you know, so people are looking up, you know, trust me, the Patriots fans are looking up what Mac Jones is doing and, you know, they're going to see CrossFit from, as that cross pollination and those things add up over time. Right. So I think those things are really good. Um, and, and then from there, I think it's also how we, you know, what the message we send is and, and to your point of, anyone can do CrossFit, but it's not for everybody. How do we articulate that? You know, I, I hear the word challenge, uh, the phrase challenge chaser. You know, I'm not necessarily, I don't know if that's a great phrase, but I understand the sentiment of it is CrossFit is not easy, right? You have to do the work yourself, right? No one is doing the pull-up for you. You know, no one is, you know, no. And that's the sentiment, right? Where you're going to have the best coaches in the world. You know, this, this program is effective, but you have to do that work. And we don't, we're not bashful to say that, right. Where, you know, oftentimes some programs will say different things about it, but for us, like you're going to do that work. Um, and, and how do we articulate that with empathy and also understanding, right? Because you can be disciplined, be a hard worker, but also still be nervous and intimidated. And I also think that comes down to the social aspect, Nikki, to what, to what you talk about is I think that it's nerve wracking for a lot of people to be vulnerable. I mean, CrossFit is, is very humbling. That's also why it brings a very similar group of people because you will be humble, right? You know, you check your, you check your ego at the door, right? I mean, and if you bring that thing in with you, you're going to be limping out with, you know, it, mm. because that's the beauty of it, but that's a real, for a lot of people that, that is, that's hard to get to that point. Um, and, and again, it comes down to how we communicate it and also how our coaches communicate it, you know, and I'm, we all probably ha can think back to our first cross workout, you know, and how it was introduced to us. We're like, yeah, it probably worked for us because we were meatheads. We loved it. Like, like uh, it was, you know, I, I did Fran was my first workout, right. And, me and, 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 too. It, and it bundled and it bundled me. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the Globo gym, you know, buried in a trash can, throwing up after doing Fran, probably none of the reps Ugh. counted. <laughs> and I was all in, right. I was like, this is, this is the hardest, dumbest thing in the world. And I love it. Right. But probably not the best way for me to introduce that to, you know, my grandma, right. Or my mother-in-law. Right. And, you know, so I think that's also important of like how we introduce it. Right. There are some people that bury them. Right. Go out there and, and they'll love it. Other people is, you know, I'm going to hold your hand and, and and walk you through. So I think that's kind of, John, to your point of, I agree with that that group of people. And we are actively looking at how we can, you know, speak to those with that similar mindset. Because it's, it's not a small number of people by any means. 
I'll, I'll give you one. I was thinking about earlier today, um, just because I have a little experiences. Um, I have a kid that's in college and she's doing rock climbing. She wants nothing to do with CrossFit, but she wandered into the University of Cincinnati functional fitness class one day and was really impressed that the kids in that class knew who her dad was. Right. So it was like a funny moment for us. But so I'm asking my daughter about this and I'm like, uh, I'm like, so it's a CrossFit class. She's like, no, 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 it's not CrossFit affiliated. It's functional fitness. And I, in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, why aren't there free CrossFit affiliations on every college campus in the U S bringing these kids up, you know, right in the heart of it. And in some cases, maybe offering scholarships where they can come out, become coaches, own their own gyms as soon as they get out of school. You know, like we have this goal of, I forget what Don said, how many uh, CrossFitters he wants to have in the next 10 years. It was a big number. Um, 30 million. Yep. Yeah. 30. Well, what do we have now? Two or three? Like, yeah, like, yeah, three. It's about 10 X. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's a pretty big jump, <laughs> you yeah. know? And so if you're going to make that jump, you know, it's, yeah. it's certainly going to be difficult to go from 13,000 affiliates to 26,000, which is what it would take to get to his number be far easier if you have people doing it on their own. And I think college campuses are, is a great partnership because you, you achieve what we're talking about here, which is finding, yeah driven individuals that have their entire future ahead of them. They're good learners. I mean, they have to be because they're in college or most of them should be, you would imagine, um, you know, and they're occasionally going to work out with a hangover, but otherwise they're going to have fun, you know, and they're going to grow up. Same same with adults. Yeah. Yeah. Fact, big facts. Yeah. Yeah, Just like the rest (laughs) of us. But I guess the point is, it's like, you know, catch them while they're young, get your target audience and let them help us build it. Cause every time I talk to my kid, you know, she's doing some new hobby that all her friends are doing. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. It's like they all travel in packs. And if you want to get a bunch of them at once, that's how you get them. Yeah. It's, um, I, I do a lot of thinking about this, this topic, John, of, of, of that age group one, because I'm, I'm, it's, I'm getting out of touch because I have a four, four year old daughter. Right. So um, I, that's the, I, I can talk Disney. I can talk <laughs> that world. Right. Um, and I'm what, 35, 36. So there's this big gap. And I'm, so I don't really know anyone that is a teenager to really like, you know, the early twenties anymore. And so yes, out of touch, I guess you could consider me at you know, I'm in that out of touch, you know, sort of that, that moment, but it's really important because to your point, that's the next generation and super influential and really important. Um, and it, you know, yes, you know, we have some, like we have some, you know, uh, colleges, universities, but it's at this point, it's fair. It's organic, right? Hey, someone's there. They, yeah. you know, it's a nonprofit. We, we let that happen and we, and we support that, but it's how do we get to your point on, on every, in every school. And, and there's a lot of, you know, this and, and universities, schools, and, and then I, I try to take it out to the, you know, it's like, how do we also, um, work with corporations and places like that where, you know, come one, come all type of thing. So that's, I would say that's, that's been a, it hasn't been the main focus because, you know, you know, one of our main focuses was stabilize and take care of our, our community, which I feel really confident and good about where we're headed with that. Now, the next step is to your point is how do we start to set the future up for success and in turn our affiliates, right? Because more people doing CrossFit in college means more people will become CrossFit members out of college. Right. But, and and I and even pulling it earlier to, to high school, my, my my dad actually works at a, as a at a private school in, in New York, and I always ask him. And you know, he's the crazy CrossFit guy. You know, he's the sixty five year old that you know teaches CrossFit to the kids and to the staff. You know, you know, and I asked him like, do the kids do CrossFit? He's like, well, you know, the ones that come to my class do, but most of them just you know open up their phone and pull something up on Instagram or TikTok and they do that, right? And you know, it's that's they don't listen to me. They listen, you know, and it's, you know, how, how to communicate to the younger generation is much different than, than I would, than what, how we are currently communicating. So I think there's a few steps. Um, but I love the university and college angle. Um, that's when I found it. I found it in college and it did change the course of my life. Right. I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, no offense or buts about it. If I hadn't, I probably, you know, I know I would, you know, it would have been a very different route. And maybe not have even started CrossFit. So the challenge for us is in anything like that is, you know, how, where can we allocate resources appropriately to make that effective and to, you know, universities and colleges, not necessarily easy not to crack, but 
the resources are there, right? They yeah. have these gyms to your point. They're doing, you know, they, and they have wonderful facilities. How do we get them, you know, into a level one or whatever it might be. So these are conversations that are happening, but I, I love that mindset um, and agree that that age group is really important. And yeah. it's uh, it's, and it's tough. It's, you know, I look at very rarely, like, like, it's, like you said, you know, your daughter doesn't do CrossFit, right. And, you know, but someone else will probably be actually get her to do CrossFit other than you. Right. Yeah, and it's right. probably got to be yeah. one of her, one of her peers. It'll be a boy. You know, it's, It'll be a boy. Yeah. No, no yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I, I mean, I, again, I, at my daughter's four, we bring her to swim lessons. I look at the swim lessons. I'm like, I could teach this. And then my wife's like, well, she wouldn't listen to you. She wouldn't listen to pool. you. I'm that's like, right. That's like, right. That's fair. I was like, so that's why we spend this money. So she will learn how to swim. And it's, I'm like, you know, and I, and I was like, you know, that's, that's exactly it. That's why people go to a gym. Right. That's why when it comes, you know, and, that you need to have that the degree of separation and we just need that opportunity to create that degree of separation to give the opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so I know it was a, a long answer, but I love that concept. And it's, I, I, I put a lot of cycles and thought into the younger generation and even CrossFit kids classes at our gyms. Mm-hmm. I think this is a huge opportunity for our affiliates that are, I think it's under leverage currently because it's not easy to run an effective yeah. kids program, yep. but it's a huge opportunity to, and it's a huge market because all of us that have had kids know that you're willing to spend really whatever is like, you don't even think about the yep. cost. If you're like, mm. if, if it's going to give, give you some free time and, and be beneficial for for your child. So, you know, it's, if done correctly, there's an oh, yeah. infinite market of parents that want their kids to be better and would like 30 minutes of some sanity. Oh, for sure. A thousand so. percent. It's a really great idea, John. Very cool. And especially yeah. now that, um, cap the CrossFit affiliate programming is free to affiliates. Like, there you go. There's like one big question mark already off the table, which is like, you know, how is someone maybe with a little bit less experience or a younger coach or someone who's going to lead a college or university style program, how are they going to program? It's not that hard to solve really when you think about it. You find some college junior or senior that's majoring in, you know, physical education or whatever they call it these days. And yep. you give them a free level one or in level two, mm-hmm. you know, however, whatever certificates you want to give them and you give them the programming and you have yeah. to talk to school and give them a space. Well, the programming or, or, is now, the programming is now free for yeah, all yeah. affiliates. Well, that's the point. You give it to yep. them and then, you know, you might have to get a local affiliate to pitch in space. I mean, I guess yeah. that's possible, but I think a lot of these, you know, to your point, Austin, you know, like Cincinnati has a gorgeous facility when it comes to exercise. Absolutely gorgeous. You just have to talk them into letting you use it, you know, but as an example, they have a rock wall for these kids. Totally free. I mean, my, my daughter goes, it's free. I'm like, free my ass. I pay for that school. It's not (laughs) free. Yeah, no, that's right. But you know, if they're going to give them a rock wall, why wouldn't they give them half a gymnasium to do CrossFit workouts? Yeah. You know, that's right. That's that's the point. And it's hard. It's hard to communicate to that generation in a way that is as effective as what we already know and love about CrossFit. You know what I mean? But tell you what, Austin, yeah. when you want to start doing TikTok ads, you come to me because I help you. Well, it, well, no, no, I would, I, 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 if we would want it to be effective, so I should not be a part of that process. Well, I uh, meant you as CrossFit HQ, but you know okay, what? Okay. Maybe you, yeah. maybe yeah. it is you, maybe you're I the know. next star. Who knows? Who oh, knows? Man. It's TikTok scares me. My wife really enjoys it. And it's, it, she, you know, I, I don't have, and, I, and like, I, maybe I'm a little tinfoil hat, but like, I don't even have the app on my phone. So like I, she sends me them, it opens up the browser. So it's like, um, oh, it's, no. I feel like oh yeah, I'm one no. of those, but she, Come on. Yeah, she's very into it. And it gives me anxiety. And I'll see something on like, you know, Instagram, but it's like a TikTok. And I'm like, oh, did you see this? She goes, I saw that last week. You know, like she oh. crushes me. She's like, yeah, that was like a, you know, yeah, it was on TikTok a week ago. I'm like, Austin, okay, you so. sound like a boomer. Yeah. Don't do it. Download I know, the app. Not, you, know, you can do it. I know. I know. It's fine. You know, it's, I mean, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm an Instagram. I, mean, I used to be really, you know, it's, it's gotten harder. So I, 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 like I said, I feel like I, I'm getting out of touch. It does give me anxiety. So I have to try to make sure I, you know, you know, stay in touch a little bit as best I can stay in touch. I mean, you're, you're the next thing, you know, your little girl's going to be on some social media platform because you know, you gotta, you're going to have to know what she's into, man, someday. Well, I, well, 
Well, and I'm like, so maybe I'm just like, you know, saving for like whatever that moment is. And I have to fully reimmerse myself. Like, so this is like, this is like the quiet period. And then, you know, when she, you know, so maybe that's my subconscious, you know, self, you know, giving a a year or two before it's, you know, I get it. I'm petrified. I am too. (laughs) I also wonder not to open this can of worms. We can talk about this on a different night, but like, like I have a one-year-old, right? Like soon to be two. And of course I like, I love posting pictures of him and like my entire phone roll is pictures of him, whatever. It's crazy to think about like, there's going to be a shift someday, right? We're like, he's just like a baby. He's just like a little kid, but like someday he's not going to want me to post pictures of him on my social media. And, and someday it might not be appropriate either anymore to like post pictures of like the young man he's becoming. Like, I don't know where or what the line is or whatever, but like, I just was, it hit me the other day where I was like, he's basically like not a chubby baby anymore. And now he's like a toddler for real. And I'm like, shit, someday he's going to be like, mom, don't post that. I'm going to be like, ah, what is this? Mine never do that, but they always want approval of what I'm posting. They want to make sure they look pretty. That's the thing. Oh, fair. Well, they always look pretty. Let's be real. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Girls don't have (laughs) non-pretty moments. Well, you're supposed to agree with me. No, I think they're always pretty, but you know, not everyone, you don't always take a great photo, you know? Oh, fact. uh, I'm the worst. You know, so the eyes closed or whatever, they'll make me retake, Mm -hmm. but otherwise they're fine. (laughs) Totally fine. It's just wild to think about. All right. Well, kind of last thing before we're uh, wrapping up here, I thought, you know, I did want to say, I thought you guys did a really spectacular job last year at the games, you know, really uh, personifying the affiliate experience. I'm curious, uh, any big surprises coming for us this year at the games that we're going to see in the the same vein? Um, I would say, I mean, not necessarily big surprises, but the goal is to, to keep that experience, but also, you know, pull it even more together um, from the sense of what we're doing from a training perspective, like uh, our education, our speakers, what's happening from an affiliate perspective. And so really making that one experience. So we're, we're playing with how we show up and, you know, so trying to make it better and more and more cohesive and really thinking through that, you know, when, when you walk there, you know, you, you know, you're, you're in CrossFit. It's not, you know, you're, and what, what does that mean for, you know, just a CrossFit member, a coach or an affiliate owner and having different types of experiences because you're, you know, your, your, your integration with CrossFit is, is at a different level depending on where you are at. So I'm really excited about it. And we've had a lot of time to prep, Uh, you know, last year we, we pulled it together, but it did seem like, (laughs) are we going to make this thing happen? Um, And now it's like, all right, that was really successful. We're happy with how it, how it was and how it was received. Let's, let's continue that on. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, um, and, and also just having, you know, we're, we're still in Madison, which is nice, um, you know, yeah. for us, cause you just know, know the lay of the land. So th- those things play in our favor of just being able to execute and not worry about little things where if it were somewhere, someplace new, it would, you know, that would add a whole layer of complexity. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm excited to come back to Madison too. I think it's going to be fun. And, yeah. and, uh, I thought that entire experience last year was great. So I'm excited to dig deeper into this year. I didn't, I had to sneak into the affiliate tent last year. I won't have to sneak in this year, but yeah, uh, it's true. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah, it's your, your, your card carrying member now. Yeah, it mm-hmm. should be, it should be fun. I'm excited about it though. And, uh, yeah, I will tell you Austin, I, I really appreciate what you guys have done. Um, yeah, I think the the biggest thing I've appreciated coming out of CrossFit really in the last couple of years that, you know, kind of post all the craziness that we all went through mm-hmm. is that you've never tried to water down CrossFit. Like that's always my pet peeve in gyms. When I see people watering down what we do and, and trying to make it something other than it is, it just drives me batty. And I think you guys have done a really good job with the programming and and continuing to preach the message of of great coaching as an example, um, because I just think that's so important. So, you know, thank you for continuing to drive that. I think it's really important and, and, and fundamentally we'll, we'll, we've talked about growing the brand fundamentally, that's going to do it long-term for sure. So. I appreciate that. And it's, um, and that's, you know, it's, it's, you know, we, you know, that's who we are and, you know, it's, um, you know, it's CrossFit is, is, it is so effective and it's so beautiful. It's that we can't ever lose sight of that. And, yeah. and the, and the coaches is, is the mechanism there. And it's where you can deadlift in your garage. And, you know, and, and I remember Greg saying this a long time ago and deadlift for 10 years, you're going to get stronger. There's going to, you know, and you can, you can do it. There might be some injuries along the way. 
the coach's job is to take that what, what, that journey that you do in 10 years on your own, and you can shrink that down to, to two years to get to that same end state with, with, with less injuries and more results. And that's the, the beauty of that is that you, you could do this anywhere, right? That's the beauty of how so it started. But the, the mechanism is this, this coaching and then the community to make it sticky. And, you know, it's, um, we, and we can never lose sight of that. And that's the, um, to, to your point, that's what makes it special. So, and, and that's our job to, to keep driving that forward. So it's, um, and I'm obviously biased, but it's, uh, it went, when, when it's implemented correctly, man, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And you can go around the world, walk into a CrossFit gym and feel welcomed. And that's, that I think is the, one of the coolest things about CrossFit. And it's, it doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter your experience. You just, you're part of the community. And that's, uh, those things that, you know, we, we, we want to be able to, and we'll shout from the mountaintops because that's a special, special thing. And, and when you're in it, you're like, yes, yeah, this, is, this is it. It kind of, it rebuys you in no matter what. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's we're all biased for whatever that's worth. Nikki and I yeah. are, are always accused of being in cahoots and I don't even deny it at this point because I love CrossFit and it's hard to get me to say a bad thing about it for whatever mm-hmm. that's worth. But other than the workouts, I hate brand like everybody else. You know? Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> awesome. It's been th- fun. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being on. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the time. Yeah, of course. Nikki, great to see you as always. Likewise. You look good tonight, by the way. I didn't even comment. Uh, you're all made up. Got your glasses I know. on. I, it's you. rare. These days, it's rare. Well, I'm not saying <laughs> it like you normally look ugly. I'm just saying you look nice tonight. That's no, all. no, no. I mean, it's rare that I like like show up with mascara on. Oh. No, I know what you meant. Thank you. Thank you're you for noticing. It. You're killing it. Thank That's you. all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, for everyone listening, appreciate you guys joining, and we will chat with you guys next week.